you know, Josh Allen isn't only going to be a problem for the New England Patriots. He's going to be a problem for the entire AFC East, AFC, and the NFL as a whole. I already declared last week that I believe that Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the National Football League, and I expect him to get even better and make an even bigger jump next season. If I'm right, and if he does, I just don't know how any NFL team is going to stop him. And now when it comes to Super Bowl 56, logic says the Los Angeles Rams should leave SoFi Stadium with the Lombardi Trophy in their hands. However, there's something about this Cincinnati Bengals team that just seems destined to win. I've compared them to the 2001 Patriots. The Bengals just feel like the team that doesn't know they're not supposed to be at the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have been borderline unstoppable, and in between both teams, the Bengals have looked more comfortable throughout this postseason. That being said, Cincinnati's offensive line hasn't had to deal with Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald before. Jamar Chase will be going up against Jalen Ramsey, and, well, don't count out Matthew Stoof. Matthew Stafford, an offensive player of the year, Cooper Cup. Like I already said, logic says take the Rams, but don't be surprised if the Bengals pull off the upset. And listen, I'm a big Tom Brady fan as an ex guy, and frankly, you can't be a Patriots fan without being one. However, I don't buy into the narrative that Brady is going to take a year off and then return to the NFL. There's no way that Brady is going to go home and be putting in the type of work and body routine that it takes to be an NFL quarterback. I totally get that Tom Brady has pushed father time for his entire career, but there's no way that he can stop and then suddenly pick up where he left off at his age. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray, and I am the host of the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Welcome to the Dear Pats Nation your past days of podcast with Ray Route. Appreciate everybody that's coming in here today. And I just got to remind you that this episode of the Dear Pats Nation podcast is brought to you by our sponsors over at Ultra Game. Get decked out in fully licensed NFL gear. They have all your favorite teams over there. Go check out Ultra Game, one of the largest suppliers of licensed NFL apparel. Don't waste your money on knockoffs. Go get geared up with Ultra Game. And remember that we are members of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Go over to DeanBlundell.com. Check out the work I'm doing over there and see what else is happening over on the Dean Blundell Network. Over 100 podcasts and content creators. Go check it out at DeanBlundell.com. So let's get back to this. How much of a problem is Josh Allen going to be for the New England Patriots? And like I already kind of mentioned, Josh Allen's going to be a problem for the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Jets. They're going to be a problem for the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Colts. They're going to be a problem for the entire NFL. The Buffalo Bills are a really good team, let's face it. And if they can do well in the draft, they'll continue to be a really good team. But one of the reasons that they are such a good team, one of the reasons that they're going to be good for as long as they're going to be, is because of their quarterback. Josh Allen is that good. Josh Allen will be that powerful, and he's going to be that dangerous. And I think that the Patriots need to start building their defense to beat Josh Allen the same way that teams were trying to build their teams, like the Jets and the Dolphins were in the Bills, trying to build their defenses to beat Tom Brady. Now, flexing a little bit, three years ago, I said that Josh Allen was going to be the best quarterback in the AFC East after Tom Brady. 
And I love Mac Jones, clearly. I don't mind Tua Tango Viola. I think he's a good quarterback, and we still got to see what Zach Wilson's going to turn into. But I don't think either three are going to surpass him. He just signed a big long-term deal with Buffalo. So being a fan of the AFC East, yeah, Josh Allen's going to be a problem for a long, long time. So that leaves us with the New England Patriots. That leaves us with their rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, who, of course, won't be a rookie next year. He'll be a sophomore. Will he develop into one of the top NFL quarterbacks? Will we be talking about Mac Jones in the same sentences as Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott? Or is he going to be sort of a second-tier quarterback like Justin Herbert? Matthew Stafford, that type of thing. I don't think we're ever going to see Mac Jones as that sort of top three, top five quarterback in the NFL, unless a lot of it has to do with Bill Belichick and how he builds his offensive staff. Now, that's not a knock on Mac Jones. The Patriots can win a Super Bowl if Mac Jones can turn into a top 10 quarterback. I believe that he has the physical makeup and the skill set to be a top 10 as long as he continues to strive, continues to redefine, continues to fine-tune everything, get a little smarter, get a little more experience, get a little stronger. Mac Jones clearly can be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And that's just not – I'm not just saying that as an arrogant Patriots fan. I'm not just saying that as a delusional Patriots fan. I'm saying that as somebody who understands football. And yes, listen, I'm wrong sometimes. I'm the guy who said that Joe Burrow had bust written all over him. What we saw this year out of Mac Jones was him being the most NFL-ready quarterback coming out of the draft. That doesn't mean that Trevor Lawrence and you know Trey Lance aren't going to surpass him one day. I do think that Mac Jones is going to have a better career than Justin Fields, and I think he's going to have a better career than Zach Wilson. And a lot of it has to do with the situation. I think a lot of people have to acknowledge that Mac Jones being with the New England Patriots is a big deal. And it's a big deal because it's the perfect system for him. I don't think, though, that Mac Jones is going to be a Patrick Mahomes type of player who just makes something out of nothing on a consistent basis if that makes sense to everybody. But there's a lot that the Patriots can do to help Mac Jones develop, and not just develop, but develop into a top-tier quarterback. And I think that Patriot fans should be happy with Mac Jones being a top 10. That's my opinion. Maybe you guys see things differently. Maybe you believe that Mac Jones is only going to be successful if he's a top five. I think there's some delusional Patriot fans out there that believe Mac Jones is going to be the next Tom Brady. He's not going to be, so let's get that out of our heads. There's never going to be another Tom Brady. And because of that, Bill Belichick is going to have to do what he didn't do with Brady, and that's help him. He's got to do what the Bengals did with Joe Burrow. Get him a Jamar Chase. And I understand that there's not a thousand Jamar Chases just kicking around, but 
Don't just get the big 50-50 guys. Don't get the Nikhil Harrys and hope they develop into something. Get those explosive playmakers. Not a fringe guy. And I think what Bill Belichick did last season, and in the offseason, I apologize, when he went into free agency and he brought in the Matt Judons, he brought in the Johnu Smiths, he brought in the Kendrick Bournes, the Jalen Mills, the guys with big personalities. In my opinion, what Bill Belichick did was he went out and he got guys who don't necessarily fit the quote-unquote Patriots way, which we all know is the Belichick way. And I think that Bill has an opportunity to sort of expand things a little bit. Now, I have been questioning maybe that his team building is a little archaic. And I think that he can look at what some of the teams around the NFL have done with explosive receivers. It's about the quarterback, but it's about who he's throwing to, too. And if the Patriots want Mac Jones to develop into a top quarterback in the NFL, they're going to have to give him the help. Now, how much will losing Josh McDaniels hurt Mac Jones' development? There's Patriot fans out there that are going to scream. They're going to yell. They're going to be upset by my answer. But I think that we need to put ignorance aside. We need to put bias aside. We need to put whatever you were seeing that I wasn't away for a second and realize that Mac Jones needs solid offensive leadership. Now, if the Patriots were to get Bill O'Brien, or you may not want to hear it, an Adam Gase that's available, or lure a Freddie Kitchens, guys who have developed quarterbacks, guys who have worked with rookie quarterbacks, guys who've had success working with quarterbacks, of course, Gase working with Peyton Manning. Bill O'Brien worked with Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson. As a rookie, he worked with Watson. Freddie Kitchens, while he was in Cleveland, well, Baker Mayfield played his best football under him. And Freddie Kitchens wasn't always the head coach. He was the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator there for a bit. Joe Judge is not the answer. So I think leaving McDaniels, leaving his six Super Bowl rings behind, leaving his over 20 years experience with the team, leaving his knowledge of the Patriots system, taking guys like Mike Lombardi with him. I think it's very concerning. And I think that there's Patriot fans out there, like producer Mike, who's on my live shows with me during the week, who are dismissing Josh McDaniel's absence a little too easy because it's going to be key into developing Mac Jones. We're now just a few hours away from the 2021-2022 NFL season finishing, completion. One game remaining. The Los Angeles Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. It's kind of sad. We all know that the NFL's offseason takes forever, and the season just flies by. But let's answer the question that I think everybody's asking. Who's going to win Super Bowl 56? Not who are you cheering for to win, but who do you think is going to win? Now, for me, I really don't care who wins. 
I think they're both great stories. If the Rams win, Matthew Stafford finally wins his Super Bowl after playing all those miserable years in Detroit. And if Joe Burrow wins, what's well, a Cinderella story? If the Bengals win, it's a Cinderella story. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I'm kind of cheering for the Rams, to be real with you. I want Odell Beckham Jr. to win his ring. I want Sony Michelle to win another ring. I don't care about Stafford. I like Sean McVay. I want him to win a ring. Logic tells me that the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. Offensively, defensively, they got the best player in the NFL in Aaron Donald, another guy I want to see win a ring. You got Jalen Ramsey, who I really don't want to see him win a ring, but great corner. Vaughn Miller, former Super Bowl MVP, carried a broken Peyton Manning all the way to the championship. Now he's playing with a quarterback in the Offensive Player of the Year in Cooper, uh, Cooper Cup. Got Cam Akers, Sony Michelle. I think we're still waiting to hear what, what's going to happen with Higgaby. But you can't count out this Cincy team. Connor Carney said it on our live show on Monday. He said, the Cincinnati Bengals are acting like a team or, or a team that's acting like they don't know they're not supposed to be there. So, yeah, I'm going to tell you straight up. I believe in my heart that it's going to be the LA Rams. However, I'm not going to dismiss anything. If the Bengals win, I'm not going to be shocked. Mainly just because I didn't think they were going to beat a lot of teams this year. I didn't think they were going to be in the Super Bowl. Nobody at the beginning of the year, maybe except for some, what I would have called at the time, delusional Bengals fans would have said, hey, you know what? They're going to make it all the way to the finals. Let's bring it back to the New England Patriots a little bit, though. Can Mac Jones follow the same path as Joe Burrow? Can he go from good, decent to good, very good rookie season to Super Bowl bound? Now, both their rookie seasons finished a little bit differently, right? Mac Jones went to the postseason, got blown out in the wild card game. Joe Burrow's rookie season ended early when he tore his ACL. Do I believe that Mac Jones has the mental capacity and the focus and the effort to get himself to the level of trying to follow Joe Burrow? I probably. I mean, you don't go from playing for, for Nick Saban at Alabama, come on, win a national championship with them, come on over to New England, play for Bill Belichick, and not have a little bit of that built-in work ethic. However, am I going to sit here right now and say, you know what, expect the New England Patriots back in the Super Bowl next season because they got Mac Jones, and he's going to follow the same pursuit and the same route as Joe Burrow? Absolutely not. <laughs> and I think every Patriots fan on the planet needs to get that boom out of their heads for this very reason. I don't believe Bill Belichick is going to put somebody like Jamar Chase on the Patriots next season. I also want to put out on the line that what the Bengals have done this year has been next to amazing. This is one of them Cinderella stories that this is what I think the Titans could have been back in 2019, but they stalled out in the AFC championship game. The Bengals have now went to the next level. I still look at this Patriots team for 2023. That's when I think Mac Jones is going to play his start seeing his best football. It's when you see a lot of those quarterbacks. I mean, Mac Jones is special, but he's not Patrick Mahomes special. 
we didn't really start seeing Brady become Brady till 2006, 2007, when he became the Brady that we know today. Back when he was winning Super Bowls, he was a good, reliable quarterback, the same as Mac Jones. And Belichick wasn't really giving him the offensive weapons to get things done. I mean, he had Corey Dillon, Deion Branch. So I think that when it comes to the Patriots and it comes to Mac Jones, do they have a chance to replicate? Yeah, they got a chance to replicate. Will they? Probably not. So I don't think that we should be getting that excitement. I still think that Patriot fans should be shooting for 2023. However, if you want to be a little bit optimistic, I think what the Bengals did this year should give us a little bit of pause and a little bit of hope. Now, when it comes to building an NFL team, there's apparently a bunch of different formulas you can go through. And I want to know, like, which formula would you rather see the Patriots follow? Do you want to see them follow the Los Angeles Rams, where they're just mortgaging their future, hemorrhaging everything away to win now, to make it to this point, which I'm going to tell you has worked. You gave up two first-round picks for Matthew Stafford. You gave up about a second and a third for Vaughn Miller. You traded a couple years ago for... Jalen Ramsey, you tried to do this with Brandon Cooks that got you to a Super Bowl and you gave the Patriots a first. You just keep trading away your assets and building the team with veterans, and it's worked. However, I think a lot of people are questioning, as they should, as I am, I believe that we're all questioning, what is the end game? What is the long game? If you don't win the Super Bowl this year, maybe you have a chance next year, but this window is going to slam shut very quickly. Where with the Bengals, you're going to have Joe Burrow for the rest of his career if you want. You could have Jamar Chase for the rest of his career if you want. You can still bring on guys like Boyd and try to continue to to build around Joe Burrow and have long-term success. Now, the Patriots have kind of taken both routes, I would say. Now, they didn't give up a lot of draft picks, but, I mean, they spent a ton of money in free agency, brought in, you know, Matt Judon and Davin Gotcha and Jalen Mills, Trent Brown. I know they traded for Brown, but uh, uh, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, Kendrick Bourne. But then they drafted Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, Ramondre Stevenson. We're hopeful that Cameron McGrone and Ronnie Perkins is going to come into the mix. Now, a team like the Bengals, they got money coming up, so they could actually go spend some money in free agency. Maybe that's what they're going to do. And if they go that route, then they're laughing. And I hope, and I think that's the route the Patriots are taking at the moment. And I think the Bengals could run that moment. So I really like the way Cincinnati's going. I like the way the Patriots are currently building. Yeah, you're spending money. Yeah, you're bringing in free agents, but you're still building through the draft. That's something the Patriots haven't done in a while because they've been missing in the draft. But you got to build through the draft. You got to keep bringing in these star players. And of course, you got to build around your young quarterback. Now, the city of Detroit is backing. Oh, sorry. There we go. The city of Detroit is backing Matthew Stafford to win the Super Bowl. I've seen shirts online that say the Detroit Rams. Matthew Stafford, of course, the long-term, long-time quarterback of the Detroit Lions. A lot of people say that the Lions did him dirty. Never gave him the weapons. Never gave him what he needed to be successful. 
I believe that Matthew Stafford could be a little bit overrated, that he was a little bit of the problem in Detroit. However, the accomplishments don't lie. Matthew Stafford, along with the phenomenal defense and great offensive weapons, have marched their way all the way to the Super Bowl. I have less of a problem with Lion fans cheering for Stafford as if it's their Super Bowl than I did with Patriot fans cheering for Brady as if it was their Super Bowl. Because Detroit fans have had nothing to cheer for. They've had no success in the NFL. They haven't won Super Bowls. They've barely had playoff appearances. They've wasted generational talents like Stafford, like Barry Sanders, like Megatron. New England Patriots won six Super Bowls with Brady. We had 20 years of success, went to nine in total with Tom Brady. Went to for me, went to 10 because of I saw him happen with Drew Bledsoe. So, no, I don't really like when I look at it, like I see it as very different. Detroit needs to find some hope. They need to find something to cheer for. They need to be excited about something. I didn't see that same correlation in New England. So I'm okay with it. I'm more than okay with the Lions fans cheering for the Rams. Now, let's finish off the Super Bowl predictions by saying who is the better quarterback, Matthew Stafford of the Los Angeles Rams or Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals? As I've been very clear about throughout this postseason, and I've upset some people about it and some people have agreed with me, I believe that Matthew Stafford is a little tiny bit overrated. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. But I think a lot of people have described him to me as a top five quarterback who played for Detroit, and that's why he was so bad. I just, I can't buy into that. I think he's tough. I think he has tenacity. I think he's done some really, really good things. I think that we've seen him play with guts and win games for the Lions and the Rams with his guts. However, I look at a young Joe Burrow, and I'm not going to say he's already exceeded Matthew Stafford. So to answer the question, who's the better quarterback, Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow, it's Matthew Stafford right now. But I believe that Joe Burrow will surpass Matthew Stafford in the next year, maybe two. That's how good I think this kid is. That's how good I think he can be. He is what people thought he was going to be. I saw Joe Burrow as the guy who couldn't take the starting job from Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State. Then he goes to LSU, has a so-so season. Then he plays with Jamar Chase. He plays with, you know, the big names over at LSU, wins a national championship, goes from a guy to the number one overall pick in the NFL. So I thought, man, this kid has bust written all over him. But you know what? He's not a bust, not even close to being a bust. And I just love where this kid's future is going. So Rob Gronkowski came out, I think, yesterday, and he was asked about Tom Brady's retirement because that's what people are interested in. And he said that he believes that Tom Brady could return in a year or two and start playing in the NFL again. And I got to ask if Rob really believes that, or is he just kind of like a prisoner of the moment at Tom Brady? And let me explain. I love Tom Brady. You love Tom Brady. 
We all love Tom Brady. But guy's going to be 45 years old. One of the things that has made Tom Brady so special, why his longevity has been so successful, is because of the way he takes care of his body. Now, I don't know what Tom Brady does at home, obviously. Clearly, I have no idea. I've never met the man. Don't know him personally. I just don't see a scenario where Tom Brady is pushing his body the way he would push it if he was preparing for an upcoming season during the offseason or what he was during the season. So to return to football at 46, 47 years old, I can't buy into that narrative. I can't, I just don't see it. And if you are one of those people who do see it, I'd love you to tell me why. Like, I'd really love an answer of why you believe Tom Brady, who's I know has already defied father time, but can just, just going to defy basic biology. A 47-year-old Tom Brady is not going to come back and be in shape to play football in the National Football League. I'm sorry. I'd love to see it. I just don't think it's going to happen. But with the conversations, with Gronkowski believing he's coming back, let's have a little bit of fun. What team would Tom Brady best fit in? Where would be the best if he was making his return, as they are right now? I think clearly the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one. They need a quarterback because of his retirement. He could just go back, play with Godwin, play with Evans, bring, you know, play with Gronk. So but let's talk about outside of outside of Tampa Bay. We've heard a lot of people talk about San Francisco. Go throw the football to George Kittle. Go throw the ball to Debo Samuel. I'm sure you can bring Gronk with you as well. well they got Trey Lance, but you don't have to play Trey Lance right away. He can sit behind Brady. Why not? What about Denver? They've got a good receiving core. They've got a good tight end. What if they signed Devontae Adams? I think Tom Brady could fit in. Follow Peyton Manning's footsteps. Finish your career by winning a Super Bowl with Denver. Besides that, I don't know where he fits. Green Bay, maybe, if Rodgers leaves. But I bet you if Rodgers leaves, Vontae Adams ain't kicking around, sticking around, even with Tom Brady there. The Colts, possibly. Probably fit, probably better than Carson. Now, you're paying Carson a lot of money to sit on the bench and watch, but the Colts could be a team. You're also going up against a very tough AFC Got to face Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and your old coordinator in Vegas and your old coach in New England. Got the Young Bucks coming up in that division. Trevor Lawrence with the Jags. We don't we don't know what's going to happen with Houston. I assume Deshaun Watson won't be there. And what is the quarterback carousel going to look like, look like this offseason? You've probably got Russell Wilson on the move. You might have Aaron Rodgers on the move. You got this quote-unquote possibility of Tom Brady coming back. You got teams who are coveting over Deshaun Watson. He's going to be available. 
Jimmy Garoppolo's looking for a new home. He's not going to be sticking around San Francisco. Now, I know Joe Montana came out and said he doesn't believe Trey Lance is ready and that they shouldn't get rid of Jimmy, but let's assume they do. Kyler Murray deleted all his anything associated with the Arizona Cardinals on Instagram. Maybe it means nothing. Maybe it means something. There's a lot of big-name quarterbacks who could be on the move, or none of them could move whatsoever. That's the whole thing. Everything could stay exactly the same or it could really flip on its head. And that makes things very interesting around the NFL because you look at a team like Denver and think about how quick their fortunes could change if they were to be able to get one of those big-name quarterbacks. You might have a team like the Colts who are kicking themselves who so they could compete in the 2021 season, maybe jeopardize getting their hands on one of those big names in the 2022 season. Then you're going to have teams like Seattle that'll need a quarterback. Arizona that'll need a quarterback. Green Bay that'll need a quarterback. Because there ain't no way that Jordan Love is the guy to lead that team. So I don't know. But the care it's going to be a very, very interesting offseason to watch quarterback movement. And I think what that might do, too, depending when it happens, if you get into free agency – and some of these things aren't rectified, that's going to change the free agent market. That's going to make teams like the Patriots, like the Bills, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Rams, teams that have stable quarterback situations, that's going to make them much more appealing. You want to sign with Green Bay right now, not knowing what Aaron Rodgers is going to do? Do you want to sign with San Francisco, not knowing what Trey Lance is going to be? Do you want to sign with Tampa without Tom Brady? All of a sudden, these teams that were very desirable aren't as desirable anymore because of their quarterbacks or the risk of quarterbacks, I guess we should call it. It's going to be interesting. And I want to know, is Aaron Rodgers going to return to the Green Bay Packers for the 2022 season? I think that's the question a lot of football fans have on their mind. I'm going to go a different route than some people. I'm giving it a 50-50 chance that he re- that he plays for the Green Bay Packers in 2022. And it might be even a little bit better now after NFL honors on, on Thursday. Because when Rodgers won the MVP award and he stood on stage and he thanked Matt LaFleur, I thought that was huge. I thought that was a gigantic moment. Call them buddy. Thank you for being a big part of the last two years. Shows that maybe there's not all this tension in Green Bay that perhaps the media is spreading out there. Now, Aaron Rodgers, at least from a media perspective, doesn't seem like he's an easy guy to get along with. However, you know me, I question everything mainstream media. You can't listen to every headline and believe what you're hearing. So I give it a 50-50 at the moment, maybe leaning more towards Rodgers playing. However, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you right now, if Aaron Rodgers is not playing for the Green Bay Packers next year, if he decides his time in Green Bay is finished, here's the guarantee I can put. I do not believe that Aaron Rodgers will be playing football anymore. I believe that Aaron Rodgers will retire. I think he'll go on, try to do bigger, better things outside of football. He might look at a there's a lot of things he can do, but I could see Aaron Rodgers trying to follow in the footsteps of Pat McAvee 
And if I'm a professional athlete, I'm trying to do what I do right now, just on a bigger level. I'm trying to be a Pat McAfee. I don't want to go work for ESPN or anything of that nature. Or if you're going to go work for one of the letter companies, try to do like the Mannings where you're like, hey, yeah, we'll work for you, but we're going to do our own thing. We're going to make it uniquely us. We're going to dictate how it goes, yada, yada, yada. A lot of cool things you can do. So, yeah, could Aaron Rodgers return to football this year? Absolutely. Could he return to the Green Bay Packers? Absolutely. Will he be going to Denver? Will he be playing somewhere else? If you ask me, I don't believe Aaron Rodgers will play football anywhere but Green Bay. Whether or not he's going to play there, though, that's what I don't know at this time. And that's it, guys. That's the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's Saturday, day before the Super Bowl. Hope you guys are ready. Cheer for your teams. Have fun. Check out rayroute.com, R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. Find all my latest uh, uh, podcast episodes, my newest blogs, my newest videos that aren't posted on my main YouTube channel. Uh, find my merch store. Find our new, Get our newest announcements. Get everything you need all in one spot, rayroute.com. I'm here to give you premier sports entertainment. And you guys might notice that this podcast is a little bit different, a little bit shorter, a little bit everything else. It's because the podcast is actually moving to a new platform. Uh, it's going to still be available. The audio podcast is still going to be available. From the live part, though, it's going to actually be on a new platform, which we will be announcing very shortly once we can kind of figure out the final details. By the next week or two, we will be making the move. But don't worry, because we'll still be doing our live stream Monday through Friday from 7.30 till 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, having the guests like Connor and Lawrence and Mario, producer Mike will be with us. And we'll still be answering your questions. We'll still be doing the Patreon hangout, answering the Patreon questions. Just the podcast is changing up a little bit as I'm moving to a new platform and shortening up the podcast, doing it on my own, a little bit more intimate than we've had in the past. And I'm still going to be a part of the Dean Blundell Network. Don't get me wrong. The podcast is still going to be a part of it. But where I'm recording the podcast and, and sort of live, in, it's not going to be live streaming. But where it's going to be going live is going to be in a different place. I can't wait to tell you guys about it. Uh, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. I'm pumped up. Uh, guys, this episode of the Dear Pat Station podcast is brought to you by our sponsors over at Ultra Game. Get decked out in fully licensed NFL gear. They have all your favorite teams over there. Go check out Ultra Game. It's the largest supplier of licensed NFL apparel. Don't waste your time and money on knockoffs. Go get geared up with Ultra Game. Go to Amazon.com, put in Ultra Game, put in the team that you cheer for. You'll see all their gear pop up. Don't forget to head on over to Newsbreak. Download the app over there. Go check out. Go check the content I'm doing there. And let me tell you for a minute why what the benefits of becoming a Patreon member for only $5 a month. You get invited to my Patreon hangout every Friday night. You get direct access to me. Your comments and questions will be answered on every live episode of the Dear, of Dear Pats Nation. Um, and when you're watching or listening to the show Friday nights, a live show, and there's like 10 guys on there on YouTube, those are all my Patreon members. Go check it out, patreon.com slash DPN Sports. That's patreon.com slash DPN Sports. See what's happening over there. Only five bucks a month, Monday through Thursday. We answer all your comments and questions. You come hang out with me on Friday nights. And don't forget, we are members of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Go to deanblundell.com. Check out the work I'm doing over there. And go check out everything that's happening at Dean Blundell. Uh, over 100 podcasts, content creators. Go check it out. That's DeanBlundell.com. Ladies, gentlemen, Pats Nation, that's all I got for you today. And uh, all I got to say is 
You're all legit, kid. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.